Welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews with equestrian authors who love all things horses and writing about them. In each episode, you'll hear inspirational stories from horse book authors, including writing advice and marketing tips to help you write your very own horse book. If you're an author, aspire to be an author, or simply love horse books, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Carly Cade, and creative writing makes my spurs jingle. Hi everyone, welcome to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Show. Today I am so excited to have Lisa Dearson, the founder and director of the Equus Film Festival, on the show with us. Hi Lisa. Hi, hi Carly, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you're here today. So I'm going to do a little introduction and read your bio so we have a little bit of your background before we get into the fun interview. Okay. Lisa Dearson is an avid equestrian and has spent her life in the company of horses. Riding since she could sit in the saddle, Lisa has a great appreciation for all types of equestrian disciplines. She is the founder and director of the Equus Film Festival. The Equus Film Festival empowers storytellers to show the rich history and diverse tapestry of horses and human culture through equestrian content, film, art, and literature. The Equus Film Festival is the first film festival oriented around equestrian-themed content from all over the world. The festival travels the U.S. and abroad screening feature films, documentaries, shorts, music videos, commercials, education materials, art, and literature. Lisa's mission is to show the world how horses can bring everyone together, regardless of race, age, gender, abilities, or disabilities. Lisa is passionate about the education and enlightenment of others to the wonderful world of horses and everything horses can do to enrich our lives. Lisa spends her time when not promoting equestrian films, raising and training Lustiano horses, and spending time with her faithful Jack Russell Terrier, Amore, and the silver stallion love of her life, Urano, VO, and the rest of her herd. Well, Lisa, welcome to the show. And I think your bio is a great way to segue into, you know, you've been, you've been with horses and riding horses ever since you could sit in the saddle. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into horses, your history with horses, and a little bit about your furry friends. Started with a pony, doesn't it always, that gateway drug between the briar horses and then my, we had a little pony down at my grandmother's farm. And so it, the pony's name was Spark Plug. So he started <laughs> kind that. of that way. Yeah, he always, he's a little paint horse and he would throw other people off, but he kept the kids and we all rode him. So just moved on to regular quarter horses. And I had a little Appaloosa, I had a POA horse um, or pony for a long time. And then you go through, you're growing up and you have your thoroughbred and you have you're you're really good solid quarter horse, but the horses that I absolutely love are the Lusitanos. Um, they're absolutely, I think you, you grow up and learn to ride, and then you can move into riding this type of horse. It's just like nothing else I've ever ridden, and I hope to never stop riding them. Well, tell us a little bit about the breed. I, you know, I'm a I'm a paint horse girl. I'm a quarter horse girl. I'm I'm very familiar with that world, but. I mean, you, I think you have a picture of one right behind you too. So, so talk to us a little bit about the Lusitano breed. The horse behind me is this is Hermé, and his last name is Du Royal. But he's he's one of the horses that we bold. We actually bred this horse at at the farm when we were breeding um, a lot of babies at at one time. And he used to be a horse that would 
stand on a pedestal as a baby, as a two or three week old, we started to work with him away from his mom. He sat on beanbag. The guy who bought him, bought him when he was 10 hours old. So he has had him and raised him and been with him the whole way. And he's riding him and it's an amazing, it's an amazing partnership. But um, they're, 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 they're from Portugal. The breed is originally from Portugal. Urano came from Brazil um, when the, when the communists took over Portugal in the 70s, they moved some of the main breeding stock to, to other farms in Brazil. And so there was, there's a quite a few Lusitano breeding farms in Brazil now. And that's where a lot of the horses that are in the U.S. now came from. And, and now they're starting to re, reestablish the breed for the last 10, 15 years. They've been working to reestablish the breed in Portugal again. So there's some beautiful horses in Portugal again. And wonderful breeders there and amazing things you can do if you want to go do a tour with the Lusitanos and ride, ride with some of the top people in the world. So, And so the Lusitano, it sounds like it was a dwindling breed or, or, or something happened there. Can you talk a little bit more? They, well, they tried to kind of like with the Lipizzan horses, the com communists believe that horses are art and they want to wipe out art. So they didn't, you know, they, first of all, if you can't feed your family, when the communist rule is taking over, you can't feed your horses. So in order to save the breed, the, the main breeders got the horses, the, the main breeding stock over to Brazil. And so to try to keep, and, and keep, keep the, the breed going. So it's um, Andalusian horses and Lusitano horses at one time were, were out of the similar breeding. Lusitano was refined, kind of like when you have your different lines of Arabs or your different lines of quarter horses. The Lusitano was refined to be a working cow horse, or mm. it's a bullfighting horse. It's who, what the cowboys ride in Portugal in, on the cattle ranches. Uh, their lateral work is amazing. They're very smooth. You can ride in the saddle with them all day. Um, and then they they have evolved into that type of breed. And now the, the Andalusians, they've They've gotten them into a, kind of be a taller, a bigger horse. They're a little heavier. They're more for presentation and carriage and high school of, of riding. So that's where the Andalusian, the difference between. One thing I'm curious about is how did you end up getting involved with this spectacular breed? You know, it's like, how did, how did the Lusitano horse come into your life? Uh, it came in, a friend of mine had, purchased a farm, a piece of property, and she had a few Lusitano horses that she was, had gotten into riding with Dominique Barbier. And I went to watch a couple of his clinics at a friend of our, Jill, uh, Jill McRae's farm up in Grays Lake. And it just so happened that that was when the, I was at that point in building houses, in the business of building houses. And the bottom fell out of the, of the, you know, the building world back in, in the 2000, you know, I think it was around 2007 or so. And so she at the same time broke her back and suddenly needed someone to help with the horses. So it, it just, we had three mares that were pregnant at that time and everything just, you know, as you know, is the way I feel, everything happens and falls into place is the way it's supposed to fall into place. Mm -hmm. So that's just how that happened. And getting involved with the horses and riding these amazing horses once you sit on one you you're like wow I don't, I don't know if I can go back to riding my thoroughbred or you know anything else so you you 
they just kind of take it from there, what they do, so. It's wonderful. It sounds like these, these horses were just a gift from the universe to you and came into your life absolutely the way that they were supposed to, and it's, it's love forever. So it's very clearly so that you are a complete and utter horse lover, just like me, just like a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast. So that leads us into, you know, the Equus Film Festival. You know, tell us about this, this wonderful festival and, and, and how you got started and, and what made you decide to um, pull, pull this wonderful thing together for equestrian creatives. Well, first of all, there wasn't anything else like it out there for people who make films, horse films and horse documentaries and people who, who ha are passionate about this. And I had seen a documentary called The Horse Boy which a friend of mine, Rupert Isaacson, had made. It was about his son. If, if the film was about his New York Times bestselling book, authors out there. And then he made it into a short, uh, a documentary, a, fe a feature-length documentary. And they went to Outer Mongolia. They rode with the shaman, with his son, trying to, to use horses to, to reconnect his son to life and society and everything else that was going on, you know, in, in living. And I really felt that everybody needed to see this film because it, it showed the daily struggles that people go through living with autistic children. And I don't think that the rest of the world understands how hard it is for people to go through, whether it's an autistic child, a child with Down syndrome, a child with with special needs i don't i don't think the rest of the world empathizes enough with them so i had an opportunity to show this film in a friend of mine's theater in st charles and i asked him if i could show the film and he's like sure sure show the film so well, what if i got a few more films and he's like okay i'll get a projectionist for you and at that time you had to have every film ran separately on a disc and so i had 30 I think 30, 31 films the first year we did the film festival. And some people reached out to me from the Netherlands about maybe getting it bigger. And I didn't end up partnering with them. But one of the questions they had asked me was, if you were to take the film festival anywhere in the United States to make it really important and get a lot of people to come to it, where would that be? And I said, well, it's not Chicago, it's New York. I love Chicago, but New York was the place to take it at that time it's easy for people to get over from Europe. We have a lot of filmmakers from Europe that come in. So we, we took it to New York the next year, and it has been in New York for the past five years. But now this year, we have a very exciting announcement that we are, we've made, and the feedback has been incredible for it. Is We are moving the film festival to the Kentucky Horse Park for the December Winnie Awards Film Festival event, and it's now being called the Equus Film and Arts Fest. So we'll be in the Kentucky Horse Park, December 5th through the 8th. We're going to have an amazing herd of authors coming in, mm -hmm. in our literary corral. We've got at least right now 15 to maybe 18 authors that will be at the festival, selling their books, meeting their fans, signing, signing their books for people. We've got, I have 11 different invited artists coming in. We didn't have the art, didn't do the art as a contest this year. I did it as an invitation in the new location. And then I'm going to say we're probably going to have 30 plus filmmakers coming into the horse. So it's going to be just with that alone for people to meet 
people who have a passion for telling horse stories and, and sharing those stories with the world. That's what's going to be fun in, in Lexington. Yeah, the, the Equus Film Festival is an amazing opportunity. I, I um, got involved in 2016 for the first time uh, with you, Lisa, and I went to New York, and it was just such a wonderful time. And so many of the relationships that I've made after going to the festival and, and being involved with you have, have lasted you know, there are lifelong partnerships and friendships and, and so many, you connect so many wonderful people together uh, through, through your work. So thank you for supporting equestrian creatives and, and everything that you're doing to, to bring the community together. Um, it started with, you know, wanting to bring a film to the forefront. I've seen The Horse Boy, the documentary, I've read the book. It's wonderful. I would recommend it to anyone. I'll, I'll link to, to that in the show notes mm -hmm. uh, for people that are interested in seeing. Of course, I'll link to the Equus Film Festival so you can, um, if you're not attending as an author or creative or a filmmaker, <clears throat> you, people can buy tickets and come see the films uh, this year in Kentucky. Can you talk a little bit about what um, the experience is like for someone attending the festival? I know that there is... Um, also a Southern Lights holiday festival going on at the same time. So this yeah. is going to be an explosion of horsey activity around the Equus well, Film Festival this year. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the Kentucky Horse Park every year does this annual event called the Southern Lights. And there's a three mile drive through the park. I don't know if any of your if people know the Kentucky Horse Park is huge. It's 1700 acres. Uh, it has every well, it was a World Equestrian Games venue. So there's a reigning, um, a big arena for reigning. There's driving, there's uh, jumping, there's everything that you could do there. So it's a massive facility. So they they put these beautiful lights everywhere throughout the park. And it was at the park two weeks ago, or last week. And they were already set, it was 97 degrees and they're setting up Christmas lights all over the park. So people drive through to see the lights and then they come in to the visitor center, which is where the Wrigley Media Group theaters are that we're going to be having the film festival in. And they come into that. It's a, it's a huge visitor center and there's going to be art, um, art, local artists there with their um, crafts and artwork to sell. And then we'll have our artists and authors and then people can come and see the films. We're going to have panels. We'll have, author panels, we're going to have panels on PTSD, we'll have panels on traumatic brain injury and using horses. We have just an, an incredible amount of people coming in to just be part of our panel panels. So we're doing that. Um, we have an off-site art gallery. One of our, our authors, who is also an artist, John Hockensmith, has a beautiful gallery in Georgetown. He's going to host a, a party for the authors and the filmmakers and the artists to come to on Friday afternoon or evening. And then Saturday, we're going to do an, an evening or an afternoon <laughs> over at Wrigley Media Group, where they're going to show their um, facility to our, to our people. And they'll have a little meet and greet and little they'll dine you know feed you a little and give you a little libation it is bourbon and and beer and wine area down there and then um, we've just got all kinds of fun things along with our winnie awards that will be happening 
That's fantastic. And, and of course, the film screenings, you know, you have, you'll have, um, you know, talk a little bit about the, the film screenings and, and, you know, some of the films you're really excited about, because what I, what I love about the work you're doing with the Aquas Film Festival is it's not just um, happy horse stories always, you know, there's a lot of really great feel good stories there too, but you, you're really embracing um, messages, right? Like you take on um, topics that sometimes in the horse industry, people, you know, would stray away from, like, for example, soaring, um, it, you know, so, so talk a little bit about you, you, why you take on some of these kind of, um, how, do, how do I want to say it? Some of these Well, topics. they're tough issues right. that horses face. Um, we do our Spotlight Rescue series with Julianne Neal, who's one of our filmmakers. Last year we addressed, and when we were in um, New, or, um, Arizona by you, when mm -hmm. we did our tour stop in um, Sedona, we addressed the Havasupe horse issue. There's just these issues all over the world that face horses. And Netta Rain will be in with, um, she did a documentary called Their Last Ride. It's a continuing story about the horse slaughter issue. We, we need to discuss that. We're going to be doing a panel on soaring at the horse park. I'm sure we're going to be talking about thoroughbred racing as one of our panels. Um, those topics need to be discussed in a, in a setting that's a neutral setting where we have people from both sides. That's one of the things that's really important. We have people from both sides of the issue discussing what's going on for those horses and about the horses. Some of the films we're having, I think we have four films entered this year that are addressing PTSD and wounded warrior programs around the country that use horses. So um, Elizabeth Shatner will be coming in, speaking on our PTSD panel talking about the program, Their All Glory Project. One of our films is called Mustang Saviors, and it's about a group of, um, that run a program called Bravehearts, therapeutic riding in, outside of Chicago in Harvard, Illinois. And they, they went and they rode at ground zero with their horses. They, they rode um, 21 miles for the 21 veterans that commit suicide every day. So these people are, are out there getting their stories out. And it's, I think it's that it's neat that the film festival is needed to highlight and showcase what these people are doing. And then if you don't make it to the film festival, you always can, can click onto our, we now have the Equus Film Channel. So you can now on Horse Network, go to, go to the Equus Film Festival and watch what you, you didn't get a chance to see at the, at the festival if you couldn't make it which is so exciting it's like netflix for horse lovers that's a fantastic exactly. partnership and and this is an opportunity to have an even bigger reach and further reach for for horse lovers and and people to watch these movies these fantastic movies if they aren't they aren't able to make it to the festival which is um amazing work that you're doing and and i do love that it's a neutral situation it's a neutral situation so a conversation is had on both sides mm -hmm. you don't you don't take a position as Equus Film Festival, you uh, give a platform for for right. people to speak on these topics, which is right. which is right. really great. That being said, there are a lot of opportunities for people to participate with Equus Film Festival, and and they don't necessarily necessarily have to be at the at your big events that you have annually. You do mm -hmm. tour stops. Uh, not only is there the the Horse Network opportunity where you can 
you can stream all the movies, but you, you also do tour stops across the country um, in different parts of, of the country. Can you talk about mm -hmm. the tour stops and what those are like? Well, we're doing tour stops in Maryland this coming year. We're doing tour stops in Camden, South Carolina. We'll be in Dallas. We'll be in Napa Valley. Um, we go to Canada. We, we come in and work in a partnership with um, a nonprofit in the area and help them do, a fund, do fundraisers um, around the film festival. Kind of the film festival is the centerpiece of what they, they have. Um, we do one in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's for the horse shelter there. That's really a, that's a fun. And then we, we're going to be back in Sedona next May. I think it's the first weekend of May, which should be a lot of fun. I love the Sedona Film Festival for stop. So, and then that way people all over the country and in Canada, and hopefully we'll know in the next week whether we're going to Manipur, India to do a tour stop with one of our film filmmakers, um, Rupa who did the Daughters of the Polo God, they're doing a big polo celebration there. So we're going to bring a bunch of films in. So that should be really exciting. Very exciting. So you're, you're breaking the international barrier now. You're taking it everywhere. It's fantastic. Um, so, and I love myself, the Sedona Tour Stop, because this year, uh, Lisa and I got to know each other even better because we were roomies during the Sedona Film Festival. So I, I got to spend time with Lisa and, and really um, continue our friendship and get to know each other better. We woke up every morning with these beautiful mountains around us and we had our coffee and we, we took walks together and then we had, went over to the festival and we got together with the filmmakers and it was just a really lovely time. And and thank you for inviting me to be a part of that and, and spending time with you. I, I really enjoyed our time together. Like the, the friendships, and that's one of the things that's so, that I have loved the most with the festival is the friendships that one that I have made, but that my filmmakers and my artists and my authors have made. Last year when we were in um, New York, I had filmmakers in from 11 different countries and you couldn't pry them apart. No one wanted to leave the venue. No one wanted to go sightseeing. They ate together. They went up to the bar together. They, everyone just talking and meeting and exchanging ideas and continuing the conversation and making, working on film projects together. I, that's what's so much fun. And I know that you've made some incredible friends with the different authors and with the AHP, with the you know, getting more people involved because that's that's how we get books and films and, and the music and the art out there is through people loving it and people sharing it. So it's, and it's that to me is what's been the most fun about it. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the horse community, the fact that you bring all these people together, the horse community is a loving, wonderful space in general, but then to be able to come together and, and bring creatives together around all diff different disciplines and all different arts and, and different things that we're up to is just, it's wonderful. And, and these are lifelong friendships that we make and we stay in touch throughout the year and there's opportunities to get together. And you mentioned the AHP, that's the American Horse Publications. Uh, they're, uh, they're an organization that supports equine media. 
and um, they're a huge connector. And we're actually going to do an American Horse Publications meetup, a local meetup around the Equus Film Festival at the Kentucky Horse Park this year. So members can join and, and people that are interested in the organization can come and talk with us and get to know a little bit more about the organization and see if it's a good, a good place for them. I would recommend it to everyone. So the, all, these, all, all these different organizations and people and things that we're up to kind of run parallel. And then the, the festival is just a way to bring everyone together and connect and, and build relationships for a lifetime. So that's, that's fantastic. And all of this information, by the way, is on the Equus Film Festival website. You can find, yes. um, find out about tour stops. You can find out about buying tickets to this year's Equus Film Festival. You can find out um, the books that are nominated, the films that will be there, uh, all sort like a plethora of information. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in knowing more or learning more, I'll make sure to link to the, the website in the show notes. I'll also put a link up to where people can buy tickets to, to come and okay. see this wonderful exposition this year. And uh, so since we're actually uh, doing a little show, uh, this is an author spotlight, I would love to have you, Lisa, if you would talk a little bit more about what is the literary corral? What, how, how does that work for authors that are participating this year or authors that are interested in participating in, in, next, in next year's festival? How, how does the literary corral work? Well, what I'm, one of the things that's a lot of fun, again, about the Literary Corral is I have so many of my herd are returning again and again. Um, and we're actually, Fergus is coming back to the herd this year, too, so that'll be a lot of fun. But you, if you've got a book, you can enter your book into the Equus Film Festival Literary Corral. Um, we maybe can put up a link for the, to for the entry form, or they can enter right off of, you know, send me an email, or you can enter off of the website. Uh, you can download the form, and then it's. it's uh, I think this year our entry fee is fifty dollars, and th three copies of your book. Your books get entered. One of the fun things that's happening this year with all of the books that are entered, if you could see the, the table next to my desk, every book is out there. A copy of each book is out there and they're getting shipped down to the Kentucky Horse Park for the month of November. The Horse Park is going to set up a big display under kind of, um, oh, I want to call it under glass, but they'll have it in a big display case in the visitor center so that people can see all of these different books that have been written and it's awesome. to see what authors are going to be coming in. Yeah, so this is, it'll give us a whole month buildup with the, and then they're taking, um, a poster from every film they're printing a poster from every one of our films and they'll be all around the lobby hanging up in the international museum of the horse and in the um, visitor center so it'll be great exposure for it's the kind of exposure that for fifty dollars you can't you can't beat as an author mm -hmm. so um you know i think it's i think the value is to enter and get your books out there and a lot of our authors are self-published authors um, I feel pretty strongly about that. I know um, there's there's some very nice big publishing houses, but I think a lot of the self-published books are as strong, if not stronger, than some of the books that are, you find, uh, you know, that under a published house. We support both. We have we have authors from both worlds, but we've got some amazing amazing books this year. I think at the last count, we had 34 or 35 entries. And out of that, 15 or more authors are coming to the festival. That alone says, and out of those authors, I would say half of them have been here before, have 
have had books in before and coming back and want to get back with their friends. And the same mm -hmm. with filmmakers. I have returning filmmakers now have gone out and made something else and they're coming. So that I think is, is something that says, speaks volumes about the fest. I would, I would highly recommend uh, any, any horse book author to get involved with the, the Equus Film Festival. And then what's really amazing too is, is you, you can come and be, you can enter your book, you can submit it for a Winnie Award at, at the annual festival, but you also have opportunities all throughout the year to partner with the Equus Film Festival at, uh, at the tour stops or at mm -hmm. different events that are going on across the country. And then you know, you're very active on social media. You always share the successes of, of your authors who have, have been a part of the Equus Film Festival. So there's, there's just this, this great network available throughout the year, not just at the, mm -hmm. at the main event. But speaking of the main event, the authors that do choose to come, what are some of the activities and things that they get to participate in when they do come to your annual uh, Winnie Award Equus Film Festival event this year, which is gonna be at the Kentucky Horse Park? What can they look forward to if they're, they're coming to attend the event this year? Well, we set up what we call our pop-up gallery uh, that is, this year will be in the International Museum of the Horse, which is very cool space. Um, that building is literally directly 200 feet from, 100 feet from the theater. And um, we'll set up a pop-up gallery. The artists and the authors and the filmmakers will all have their work sitting in there. And they, they'll be visitors to the park. will be able to come in and meet and greet. And visitors to the film festival can come in and buy, either buy books or get their books signed by the authors. And they get to see some really cool artwork we have. I have artists coming in. Well, our official artist is Karen Silas. She's coming in from Portugal and she's also an author. She just did a beautiful book, now don't laugh, on Lusitano horses. But she did um, two different versions of, actually there's three different versions of the same book. One of the versions happens to be in a, it's, a, it's an art book and they've got it in a walnut case with um, oh, signed pieces in it that retails around $6,500. So oh, dream wow. big, you guys. <laughs> coffee table books can be can be big, big business if you you know you guys work towards that. But um, and then she's also been a photographer and done all of the um, work and and worked did a book with um, Dominique Barbier. She's done two books with Dominique Barbier, focusing on her her photography and his beautiful horsemanship. She's published, she's had, you know, just an amazing, amazing individual. There's a lot. <laughs> right, so, so, so in my experience for an author coming and being part of the literary corral and being part of the pop-up gallery, the, the, the real benefit is obviously the networking. You're able to talk with other authors, you're, you meet the filmmakers, um, they're, you're, you're there and you're able to uh, display your book talk with readers, sign books for readers, sell books, it's right before the holidays, it's the perfect time of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're gonna be in a very special place, the Kentucky Horse Park in the center of horse country, so there couldn't be a better place to be talking about your books. You'll be in a showcase, like you said, in the visitor center, so there'll be all that, you know, pre-activity around the Equus Film Festival. But then, you know, there's also, uh, you, you get to see these lovely, um, films and, and take a look at some of them. But I think uh, one of the other things that's really important is that you offer 
the panels, which you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. but there is an author panel where yep. um, there's a there's a great discussion about about your books and about what you're up to. And, um, you know, so so there, there's a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things when you participate in that Swim Festival and actually attend mm -hmm. the annual event. So it, it's, it's it's great exposure. I know that also, there is uh, a, a few different podcasts going on around the Equus Film yep. Festival and the literary entries, but that's a whole other opportunity. Lisa, right. can you talk a little bit about, about what's going on around, around those podcasts, too? Well, we've, Equus will be launching in uh, the first part of January, the Equus Film and Arts Fest podcast series, which will already, we are booked <laughs> for a different podcast every week with, featuring a different art, artist, author or filmmaker from the Equus Film Festival. Julianne Neal, who's one of our filmmakers, has started the Marley Tales podcast, and she's reaching out to our different authors and artists and filmmakers. We have Wayne Williams will be there with his Speaking of Horses. Um, one of the other cool things that's happening for our artists, our, I mean our authors, is that Horse Network, who is an Equus partner now, is going to be putting all of our author books into their bookstore online which that's a that's a great opportunity for for your your entry so you know it's just there's so many fun different things happening so a lot of people will be interviewing a lot of people will be talking you never know who's going to show up to interview i um i spoke yesterday to people from horse illustrated magazine we'll have a, a reporter there from Horse Illustrated and Young Rider just signed up yesterday. So, you know, we have we get people press in from out of the country. So you never know. Mm -hmm. A lot of media opportunities, and I'll be there with right. my equestrian author yeah, spotlight. Yeah. So there'll be an, another opportunity here too. So you know, there's just a plethora of opportunity uh, when you participate in the Equus Film Festival. So uh, thank you again for all the hard work that you're doing and, and bringing the community the creative equine community together it's just a i can't i can't say how valuable it's been for for my own author career and in, in building my author dreams so thank you for that so i wanted to ask you you know so so a lot of the people that i think are going to be listening into this podcast are are dreamers you know we have we have big dreams we aspire to having a book published or you know like in your case you're working with filmmakers that aspire to get the message out uh, around topics that are important to them uh, in the world of horses so what advice lisa can you share that might help aspiring authors or other aspiring dreamers who have big dreams like starting a film fest like what would be your advice to someone with a big dream uh to to go after that what, what would you say the the best advice the best advice is to do it. Don't don't sit there and don't say, I want to do it. I'm thinking about doing it. I might do it. Do it. Do it. Don't think that it's too big to dream that big. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do it. I see your book sitting up behind you on your little on your little uh, shelf there. And I at some point those books will be a movie. Whether they'll be a made for tv movie or there'll be a, a, a feature film who knows but they will be someone will be sitting and watching those stories unfold that will happen and these kind of things you just you focus on what you believe in and focus on what you love and if you do what you believe in and do what you love it 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 will it will get there that is 
awesome advice. I, I know when I was starting out around uh, writing my books, I was like, can I do this? You know, it, it's scary. It's like, it's a big thing, but, but just do it is awesome advice, Lisa, because anything is possible, right? I mean, you're proof of that. I'm proof of that. Um, you know, your filmmakers are proof of that. You know, if you set your mind to something right. and you do the work, anything is possible, right? Right, right. And when we pull collect and if I sat down and thought about just how many films we've had since we started seven years ago, we're over 600 films that have been entered into the Equus Film Festival. We're over 200 books. We're the, uh, the artists that we've had as part of this festival, especially when we did the contest part of it, the, the artists from around the world, you can't, you, you just can't believe that people are out there creating. It used to be before the internet, before Facebook, before we could do these kind of podcasts and that you might be able to see something in a magazine that you really like, or someone would send you a, a picture or, or whatever. You just couldn't, you couldn't grasp that there were so many people out there creating so much beautiful work. And, and now because of the internet and because we've been able to see quick, you know, I don't want to even say quicker, we've just been able to share and see each other's work without having a wall between that work and that wall, whether that wall is a, a movie making house that says, this is all we're going to let you see, or a publishing house that says, this is the only books we're going to let be published about, about horses. Now we get to see everything and we don't have it the only art we get to see is what a gallery owner thinks should be seen we can see art from the uk or from india we can see films from india you got to meet a filmmaker from india at the festival and i i know everyone made friends with rupa mm -hmm. and she made a beautiful film about wild horses in india the wild horses are all over the world horses are everywhere mm -hmm. so and i feel like we're just We've just started dipping our toe into what this can really be. And we're oh. at the horse park, it's the opportunities are endless. And the Kentucky Horse Park wants to build this into a a big international event, bigger than it than we are. So it, we're just gonna watch it keep growing. You you took the words right out of my mouth when you said the possibilities are endless. I mean, I've seen it grow grow um, exponentially since I've been involved with it. So it's it's only getting better. And it sounds like you have the perfect partner with the Kentucky Horse Park and Horse Network and, and all the different uh, people that you're reaching out and touching. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. I, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate being part of the festival and, and being your friend. I mean, you're a fantastic friend and, and you're a, a complete connector. And I appreciate everything that you've done to support my author dream and, and fingers crossed, boy, would I love to see and the rains become a movie and, and someday, you know, who knows, but dream big, right? That's, I think that's dream what the big. message of this is. So it's dream big. You can do anything. You can achieve anything. Just put your mind to it and do it. Right. Um, right. So in wrap up, I wanted to ask you if you would again, repeat the dates of the Equus Film Festival this year and uh, where people can buy tickets and where people can find out more about what you're up to and, and more about the festival. Well, everything you need to know about the Equus Film Festival is on our website. That's www.equusfilmfestival.net, not .net. And you can buy purchase tickets right there on the front page. It'll take you right to the ticket ticket uh, site. You can find out everything about 
what we're doing at the horse park. We're also, uh, that's what I forgot to tell you, we're running films all year long at the horse park now. So every oh. two weeks, the Equus Film Festival is switching out what we call a block, and blocks are usually three to three and a half hours long. The, twice a day, the, film, the films will run, that block will run at the horse park. We've been running since the 1st of August. I think this month is um, Dinah Does Dressage and Totalists are running at the horse park and they they circulate them twice a day in the in the Wrigley Media Group theaters. So if you're visiting the horse park, you get and you purchase a ticket to go in and see everything at the park, your second day is free. So come back on the second day and go and sit and enjoy some of the films that are at the horse park. So that, that that's really a cool thing that people get to do. That's very cool. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to touch the films and the authors and the art and, and everything that's involved with the Oculus Film Festival. Lisa, I will be sure to link to all of your um, resources and websites and more information. And, and I'll, I'll definitely put the entry for the literary corral in there so interested authors can, can join. So what, just so everyone knows, what is the deadline for entering your book in the Equus Film Festival for 2019? Well, we're going to extend the literary deadline just another week or two. So we've, we've, we've pushed it a little bit. So now because we've, got, we've had so many people that want to get in, as long as we can do the paperwork and get the stuff together, uh, we're going to take another week or two. So, And then the film festival itself, the Equus Film and Arts Fest, is December 5th through the 8th. 2019 at the Kentucky Horse Park in the Wrigley Media Theater Group Theaters. And then the pop-up gallery will be in the International Museum of the Horse. Fantastic. Well, Lisa, I am so looking forward to seeing you here just in a few weeks and being your roomie again. And um, <laughs> I am really looking forward to this year's festival. And I'm, I'm really proud to be supporting you and helping you around um, organizing the Literary Corral. It's such an honor that you asked me to, to be um, a part of that, your head wrangler. Uh, so thank you for that honor. And, and thank you so much for the gift of your time today. It's been wonderful having you on the show. And I love getting the word out about all the great things you're doing. So, so thank you so much for your time. So welcome. Keep writing. Pony on. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful day and uh, take care of yourself. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Night. Bye, everybody. Bye, Lisa. Thanks for joining us this week on the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. I hope you enjoy these Q&A sessions with wonderful equine authors who love all things horses and writing, just like me. Visit my website, carlycadecreative.com, where you can read the show notes, and make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of horse book authors? Gallop over to carlycadecreative.com forward slash wisdom to have author advice delivered instantly to your inbox. If you are an author who writes about horses and would like to be spotlighted, please let me know. Visit my contact page at carlycadecreative.com to fill out a request. I'd be happy to have you on the show too. Thank you for tuning in to the Equestrian Author Spotlight Podcast. See you next time. I'm your host, Carly Cade. Creative writing makes my spurs jingle.